Okay. Hello out there. We are on the air. Welcome back to another episode of the Bitcoin Journey. A little bit of a shit show this morning. It's Monday morning, so it's expected. Uh, but welcome to the show. Second one, two for two. Going to try to keep things going here. Consistency is always the key. So we'll keep it rolling here. Hope everybody had a good weekend. We're going to kick things off with the statistics going on in Bitcoin right now. Currently sitting at, actually I'll bring it up again. I'm going to talk a bit about the mempools again today. So let's just bring it up. Okay, we are currently sitting 817660 block height. It's costing you 72 sats per V-byte transacting on layer one this morning, which for the last couple of days, last week even, has been, it hasn't dropped below 40 sats per V-byte, which is very strange. And I'm not entirely sure the reasoning for it. I think it has to do with the ordinals as we talked about last time, but there must be something else going on because it's been pretty sustained at this price. So we'll talk about that in a little while, but let's talk about the, uh, the price. Price jumped a little bit over the weekend. So we're sitting at about 37,150 right now, USD. I don't know what that is, Canadian. I should probably get that price for next time. <laughs> but I'm going to start talking about the price last year too and the price 10 years ago, just to kind of show how far we've come. And I probably won't talk about the prior year price when we're down in the next <laughs> bear cycle here. But so today's price, like I said, 37150 about right now. This time last year, November 20th, 2022, it was $16,289 USD. So we're more than 100% up from last year. And in 2013, 10 years ago, you could get one Bitcoin for 578 US dollars. So I don't know what that percentage is, but it's pretty damn high. Um, and today, one Canadian dollar will get you 1,960 Satoshis. And for those who may be new to Bitcoin, a Satoshi is a unit of Bitcoin. And so for every one Bitcoin, there is 100 million Satoshis within that Bitcoin. So think of it like cents and dollars, 100 cents to $1 hundred million Satoshis to one Bitcoin. So this morning you can get 1,960 sats for one Canadian dollar. So let's talk about what are we talking about next year? We got a couple of highlights. I think I'm going to start the shows with some highlights, just what's happened. Um, Mondays will probably be a little bit busier because Bitcoin never uh, sleeps. Bitcoin doesn't stop for the weekend. Morning, Johnny. So yesterday, the, probably the biggest news over the weekend was new president in Argentina, Javier Malay. You've probably seen a couple. He's a pretty famous guy online, lots of viral clips. 
of him. <laughs> he's got some wild hair. But the nice thing about is him is that he's he's pro Bitcoin. So we've seen what's happened in El Salvador for the last two years as their prime minister there or president, I guess, in El Salvador adopted Bitcoin. And it looks like Argentina is probably going to do the same. And just to kind of show the importance of that, the inflation in Argentina right now is about 150 percent. And last year at this time, it was 80 percent. So they're on they're not trending very well. They're not going in the right direction. So hopefully this crazy guy can help turn things around a little bit, at least. I don't ever put too much faith in politicians. I don't think that there's one person out there who's going to save uh, the financial system from what's coming. But it is still nice to see such support for freedom advocates like Javier. I think it's Malay. I don't know how to pronounce that, but we're, that's what we're going with. Um, so that's good to see. Good to see in Argentina. He kind of remind. they call him the Argentina Trump. And if you look at his clips, if you look at how people treat him there and how, you know, the crowds are that he's a pretty popular dude. So that's good to see. Second part, second uh, highlight from the weekend was that the Pentagon failed their audit, annual audit. So the Pentagon in the U.S., they have an annual budget of $3.8 trillion. And <laughs> another audit they failed this year. I don't know how many in a row that is. I don't know if they've actually passed an audit before. Um, and a reminder on that note that the Federal Reserve also in the USA, has never been audited. So they don't even have a chance to fail their audits. They haven't been audited in 100 years. If we compare that to Bitcoin, the Bitcoin blockchain gets, or the time chain, I should say, the Bitcoin time chain gets audited every 10 minutes. So, oh, and one more thing here. I saw this, it was kind of cool. Uh, for the first time in history, more than 70% of all Bitcoin has been hodled for more than one year. 70% of Bitcoin has been hodled, hasn't moved in one full year. So what is that? That is, we got about 19.5 million Bitcoin currently in circulation. And if we time that by 70%, tough to do math live here, but we're going to try. So 13, just about 14 million Bitcoin have not moved in the last year. And I think it's because everybody's expecting a big jump up in price with the, with the halving coming up and the ETFs. But still, that's pretty impressive. And that's the first time that that's ever happened, that more than 70% of Bitcoin in circulation hasn't moved in one full year. And I would be a contributor to that. Proud to say. So let's talk about the let's talk about the mempools here because I tried sending a transaction. Um, my girlfriend, her birthday was last Monday, so a week ago today. And I tried sending her some Bitcoin. And it's been stuck there. It's been stuck there for the entire week. So she hasn't received her birthday present yet. <laughs> so I haven't got to the point where I've 
tried replacing the fee yet. I think that they'll probably still drop. Hopefully some point you'd think here coming up, maybe Thanksgiving, uh, people eating instead of transacting on Bitcoin, maybe uh, the fees will drop down a little bit. But I just want to kind of dive in a little bit and talk about what the mempool is, what you do if your transaction gets stuck. And because when you're new, when you're new to Bitcoin and you go to send a transaction, usually you have somebody helping there. It goes through, you set the right transaction fee, and there's not a whole lot to worry about. But then as you progress and you start doing things more independently, um, things like this can happen. And it happened to me a couple times. And the first time that it happened, I was in a bit of a panic because I didn't really understand the mempool. I didn't understand the transaction fees, the priorities. And so I'll just briefly talk about kind of how it goes, how to beat it, and uh, just a, a couple things to look out for if you're sending Bitcoin on layer one. Okay, uh, where are we going to start here? So if you if you look at the this line here, those watching live or after, um, these orange blocks, these are the ones in queue. So these are all the transactions that are waiting to be confirmed. And as soon as it crosses this line here, that means the block has been mined. And so you can see the transaction fees of the last couple blocks. It's been 85 sats per V-byte, 71 sats per V-byte, 68, 72. And then you can see the upcoming expected fees. Then these aren't set in stone. They change. Um, so when you're, when you're sending a Bitcoin transaction, this is kind of what you want to look at in terms of setting a fee. So if you want to get that transaction through the mempool, and kind of how I like to think about this is if you're at a bar and there's a big lineup, you're at a popular bar in the city and you're a hundredth in line, but you have a hundred dollar bill in your pocket. So you go up to the, the bouncer, you give him a hundred dollar bill and he bumps you up to the front of the line. So that would be like a high priority transaction. So you give him a hundred bucks, you get bumped up to this block and your transaction should be confirmed within the next 10 minutes. On the flip side, you want to wait it out. You're not in a huge rush. You got a, a beer in your pocket. You're drinking in line. Then you're kind of medium to low priority. You don't want to pay the bouncer any money. So then you just wait for the line to clear. And that's kind of where we're at right now. It is, like I said, it's, it's kind of weird how high the price has been for the last week. It's not usually this high, but as we move along here, it's tough to say kind of what the fees are going to be because we have no idea as as more and more people continue adopting bitcoin the the transaction volume will be higher the demand the line will be bigger so it's, it's really tough to look too far into the future of what these sats per v byte fees will be for transactions um and what else was i going to say and the other the other thing too i guess is that when when fees are low so i would consider low fees right now and this particular environment to be about five to 20. I would consider that to be a low transaction fee. And when fees are that low, that's kind of when you want to start preparing for things and planning for high fee environments like this. So one thing you could do for that is transfer some of your Bitcoin to a lightning address when fees are low. And then just kind of keep that there. Make sure that you're using a wallet uh, that's you can actually take custody of, not like Wallet of Satoshi. 
I mean, while if Satoshi doesn't have any past experiences to kind of fault them for, but they are, uh, they hold your, your Bitcoin essentially. When you're using Wallet of Satoshi, you don't actually have the custody of that Bitcoin. So consider using a wallet like Phoenix, or I think Blue is another one where you actually hold your own keys. Um, but what you want to do there is you just transfer some Bitcoin, whatever you think you'll need for the next six months, put it into a Lightning wallet. And then when the fees are high, that's when you use Lightning instead of layer one. And maybe for those who are new to Bitcoin or just kind of learning about it, layer one Bitcoin is what we're looking at here. So that's everything that's happening on the actual Bitcoin blockchain. Layer two is lightning. And so lightning is a lot faster. The fees are a lot lower uh, because it's not actually moving on chain. The on-chain transactions are slower. They're much more secure. Uh, but that's the downside of them is that they take longer and the, and the fees are much higher. So that's something to consider in terms of just setting up a lightning wallet for high fee environments. And the other aspect of that is in terms of UTXOs. So that's something we'll get to kind of later down the road in, uh, in this podcast and or show, I guess it's not a podcast, but in the show. Um, but UTXOs are basically all of your, um, every time you receive Bitcoin, that's a new UTXO. And then when you go to spend Bitcoin, it actually takes those UTXOs that have come into your wallet, combines them into whatever amount that you need to send. And so the, the bigger your, the more UTXOs you have going within that transaction, the more data it takes and the more you're going to pay. Um, that's kind of what the sats per VBite is. The, the more data that's in your transaction, the higher the fee that you're going to pay. So ideally, you want to have less UTXOs. You want to have bigger UTXOs. So when you go to send them, there's less data in there and it, the transaction fees are lower. So that's another thing that you can do when fees are low is start consolidating your UTXOs, moving them into wallets and kind of combining them. And the best way to think about UTXOs is kind of like change. So if you had 100 pennies, those would be a lot of UTXOs. And versus $1, that's only one UTXO. Something to think about, a little more advanced. But uh, like I said, in low fee environments, that's the time when you really want to prepare for stuff like this. And then you're not really caught waiting for transactions uh, to clear. So that's kind of what I wanted to go through today. Um, in terms of as we move along here, kind of how this is going to go is that it is a it's a journey. So I kind of want to start off at the beginning here, just with some you know simple things for people who are new to Bitcoin. And as we move along here, we'll start talking about a few more advanced topics. But I think it's important to start with the mempool, with mining, uh, because that's something that I wish I would have learned when I first got into Bitcoin. Because it, it makes things so much easier when you're trying to navigate, when you actually understand what's happening here. So that's the idea. Uh, with, with mempool, with mining, that's kind of what we're going to focus on. Because once you have a good idea and a good understanding of that, everything else is pretty easy. And whenever, when everything else is easy, it's less stressful. You can focus on the things that you want to within Bitcoin. So that's kind of the idea here. And uh, I didn't have much of my coffee this morning, but... 
it's we're at about 16 minutes so far so i think i'm going to wrap things up um but i do want to show one clip before we go and that's a clip of jack maulers one of my favorite guys in bitcoin he's a young guy he's the ceo of strike which is a a company that allows you to buy bitcoin and store bitcoin within a wallet swap it back and forth between whatever currency you're using and uh I've always really liked Jack. I think that uh, he's going to be one of the guys that history remembers in Bitcoin. And so he was on Fox over the weekend, I believe. And uh, I'm going to bring it up here. Very high energy guy, uh, which I like. And it's good for a Monday morning. So hopefully this works. <clears throat> hopefully the sound works. This thing's going to hundreds of thousands of dollars per coin, Charles. I mean, the U.S. government is in so much debt. The way I think about Bitcoin's price, Bitcoin's price equals technology plus fiat liquidity. So it's going to go up because it's innovative tech and it's better money. But what really shoots it up at a neck-breaking pace is uh, when our government is tens of thousands of dollars in debt and has to roll that debt over. So they got a lot of money to print and financial assets are going to soar. And Bitcoin goes up the most because it's the hardest to make more of. It's over, man. This thing's going on the moon. You know, it's so interesting because it's not just the U.S. I was just reading today, globally, uh, the, the, these countries, these advanced nations. Dollars in debt and have to roll that debt over. So they got a lot of money to print and financial assets are going to soar. And Bitcoin goes up the most because it's the hardest to make more of. It's over, man. This thing's going on the moon. You know, it's interesting, too, because it's not just the U.S. Oh, what a good shit. So he's talking about just how much debt the U.S. Um, is about to roll over and the rates and how that's all going to tie together. And Bitcoin is by far the hardest asset, the best money. And so people are starting to catch on to that, I think. And part of this channel is just going to be here for people who are who are new to it, who can kind of start from the bottom uh, at the at ground zero here. And we're just kind of going to move along. We're going to talk about the things that are going on in the world. And hopefully you can learn a thing or two. Uh, every morning. So we're going to leave it there for today. Shout out to Jack for that great interview on Fox Business over the weekend. And I agree with him strongly. So I hope you guys have a great Monday and uh, we'll see you right back here first thing tomorrow morning. We'll chat with you then. Bye-bye.